Welcome to the Fatherhood Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Pluff. Each week, we will cover various topics that dads struggle with in their fitness journey. I'll give you actionable steps that you can apply right away, not only to take back control of your own health, but so you're able to be a better example for your kids too. All right, welcome in to this week's episode of the Fatherhood Fitness Podcast. Today, we have Rin Jones with us. Rin is someone I have gotten to know over the past few years. Uh, he, he's an incredible coach. Um, so at the, at the end of the show, I'll have him share uh, all his social media and everything. But he, he has helped me um, in my own business as well, helped me become um, a better coach as well. So I, this, this is really fun for me um, to have him on here today. So I'm, I'm going to have him introduce himself, then we'll get started. Yeah, man. First of all, happy to be here, Anthony. And, you know, when we first got on the 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 rip, we were using the app for the podcast. When we first got on, it's visual, sort of like a Zoom type thing. Uh, and Anthony and I spent like years talking to each other on Zoom because we were talking about the coaching business. So when we got on, I was like, man, this feels like it's a coaching call. <laughs> uh, so, so I just started talking, running my mouth. And I was like, man, I, this is your podcast, bro. Let me, I'm going to be quiet. So <laughs> Uh, no telling what's going to happen here, man, because we're we're <laughs> probably way too familiar with each other to be trusted to do a podcast together. <laughs> uh, so calamity is going to ensue. But uh, for those that don't know me, my name is Ren Jones, and I actually I, I work with the opposite of the population that Anthony works with because I work with moms over 30. So I've been a trainer for about 10 years or so uh, online specifically. I got into this business through tragedy. I always like to tell that story. I, I won't talk about it yet because Anthony might want me to talk about it purposely. Um, so I'll say that I work with moms over 30. Anthony reached out and was like, hey, let's have a chat about like sort of how spouses can support each other. Uh, he's like, you work for the mom side. I work with the dad side. So in any case, I'm happy to be here. I do online training, corrective exercise, nutrition, blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, all this, all the boring stuff that nobody really wants to hear about from me. Uh, that was probably the worst introduction of myself <laughs> I've ever given. But again, I'm, I'm so comfortable with Anthony, like, I, I can't do it any other way. So was was that a good answer? Is that okay? That's good. That's good. No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so you, you, work, you work with moms. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to have you on because um, – it's uh, a lot of coaches, a lot of coaches in the industry, you know, work with similar populations like mm-hmm. them, right? I, I obviously work with dads. I'm a dad, you know, and so I, I feel like I can relate, right? I feel like I can relate. And um, I've had some other great coaches on the show as well who work with moms, who work with parents, who work with women in general. Um, but I, I feel like you're you're a very unique in a very unique situation here, right? You you uh, specifically work with moms over thirty. I work with dads over, so I, I felt like that, you know this is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, you know, kind of like you mentioned there. Um, I mean, I, I know you, you've shared with me before and anybody who follows you um, kind of knows kind of how you got into this. But for those that don't, um, how, how did you how did you kind of settle on uh, working with moms? Yeah. So this is this is a story that I always tell, even though it's, sort of, it's a tragic story, because I, I think it's important for people to understand, because let's be honest here. Like when you hear about a personal trainer that works specifically with women, you don't get a lot of good images in your mind. Let's just, let's just call it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking uh, sort of Rico Suave. Uh, sure, <laughs> oh, I, oh, I bet you work with moms, Ren. But that's not the reason for me. Unfortunately, uh, when I was 33-ish, my older brother had a heart attack and died suddenly. 
And that sort of shook things up for me, right? Um, I was working in a corporate environment then. Uh, and my brother was 17 years older than me. I was the surprise baby, the baby of, of the household I grew up in, at least. Um, and, you know, that makes you think so, think about a lot of things, if, you know, to all the folks out there who have lost anybody, you know, it, it shifts your life. But if you lost a sibling, it's so close to you that it just puts you in this weird space. So I kept going along, doing my corporate job. Uh, and about four years later, exactly, my older sister died. Now, my sister died from addiction, really. She drank and got in a car, had a single car accident, hit a tree, and died instantly. Uh, but they, ironically, they were both 50 years old when they died because they were four years apart. Um, I'm 49, by the way, so don't, I don't want you to not think that doesn't play it out in my head all the time. Um, but, you know, my sister died in a car accident. My mother was previously disabled due to a stroke. Another thing that put me in this spot, uh, she had a stroke, a massive stroke when I think I was um, maybe a junior in college. Uh, and for 17 years of her life until she finally passed away, um, which was a few years after my sister and brother had died, um, for 17 years of her life, she was disabled due to those stroke conditions, right? She couldn't give herself care. She lost her independence. Um, and it was a slow dwindling of independence that I witnessed with my mother, which again, that really does something to you. It informs you in a way, uh, because in each of those cases with each of those family members, I always feel like none of that had to happen. There were lifestyle related issues. My mother was a heavy smoker. I'm from Winston-Salem, which is one of the world's uh, tobacco capitals, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. If you've heard of Winston cigarettes or Salem cigarettes or uh, or Camel cigarettes, all that stuff is R.J. Reynolds based and it's from the hometown that, I, that, I'm, that I'm from. And in my mother's era, and I don't want to get too much of a tangent, but in my mother's era, smoking was a lot like drinking is now, I guess. Uh, my mom went to college in the 50s. I know that's blowing the minds of the millennials uh, and the zennials and Gen Z. Uh, but that I'm 49, so I'm an old person who was born late to an older mother. But in any case, they gave them like cigarette packets in their college welcome kit, right? Like tobacco owned everything in the state. So that industry made sure that young people smoked. And my mother smoked for years, man. In any case, the reality is uh, I had to give my mother care. And I had to put her into a nursing facility, which which broke my heart, man. Like every... Every time I left from visiting her, knowing that all of her other children had passed on, man, I, I cried like a baby every time I left. So literally, Anthony, I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting there at our bedside uh, one day, and a commercial for NASM comes on, National Academy of Sports Medicine, right? Uh, and it, it was like a, a television sitcom, because like the commercial was talking to me. The commercial was like, are you in a job that you hate? I was like, yeah. And it was like, do you love fitness? I was like, I do love fitness. Have you ever considered being a trainer? I was like, well, yes, NASM commercial. I had considered becoming a trainer. But are you concerned about the money required? I was like, yeah, because I'm, I'm kind of broke right now. I was like, well, NASM has a new program. You can pay over time. Call the 1-800 number, blah, blah, blah. Dude, I called the number from her bedside, <laughs> right? I called that day. Uh, and my mother probably lived for six more months after that. So I would study at her bedside. Uh, 
eventually she passed away in February of 2014, mm-hmm. February 21st, March 17th. I took my NASM test. It was a proctored exam, which means I had to take it at a facility, took my test, passed it, cried all the way home. And then April, I turned 40. So I came into this business at 40, man. Uh, And ever since then, I've sort of had a knack for communicating with women. I was raised in the house with three women, my grandmother, my mother, my older sister. My brother was already in college at that point. My dad lived somewhere else, even though I've got a great relationship with him. He and my mom just didn't stay married long. Uh, shout out to Reverend Donald L. Jones, uh, Pastor Jones, <laughs> doctor, because uh, he's got a doctorate in theology. But um, yeah, so that led me to work specifically with women, understanding the loss of a sister and how that impacts you, understanding the loss of a mom. My little sister died in 2020, similar situations, uh, you know, addiction uh, and, and what we think an interaction with alcohol and, and medication. Right. So sort of ever since probably, let's see, 2016 ish, I've been solely focused on working with moms over 30. That's my story, man. And I'm sticking to it. Yeah, no, I appreciate appreciate you sharing. Um, it, it's not really like when, when you find a trainer online, somebody comes across your page, you know, all, all they really see is, you know, I work with moms over 30. Right. right? And, and unless they take the time to get to know you unless they take the time to hang out on your page for a while. Like yeah. a lot of people don't know that. Right. And right. it's like, I know for me personally, like, uh, like if my wife was looking for a coach, I probably wouldn't find the first guy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he helps moms over there. You're like, Oh, like, I'm going to sign, sign her up for this. Guy. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's like, I, I think, I think, you know, have, having, you know, having that reasoning and being open about that, yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. Um, and, and I know like, obviously you, you've helped, you know, ton, tons of, tons of moms, tons of women over the years. Um, what, what, what was the, what would you say is like kind of the hardest thing, um, about like getting started with that? Like, how did, you know, like for me, like, even, even though I am a dad, when I, when I started, when I, when I kind of realized like, you know, this is who I want to help with. I, I had some of that, like, am I qualified for this? Like yeah. I was a dad, I was a dad, I was a coach. I had tons of credentials, but I still didn't feel like qualified and stuff. Um, and so how, how did you, how did you kind of build up that reputation in order to kind of, to earn their trust? Man, that's such a good question. Um, and, and you're right, man, as, as co- here's what people kind of don't realize about good coaches. Pretty much every coach that's a good coach, uh, a worthwhile human, is dealing at certain points with imposter syndrome, mm. right? The only truly confident coaches are probably the ones that are uh, that are scamming people. They're always confident. Right? <laughs> they, don't, they, they don't care whether or not they actually help you. They, so they're supremely confident. Um, and like Anthony just said, man, I'm working in a place where I don't exist, right? Because... Full disclosure, uh, I'm not a mom, just for folks out there wondering. Uh, (laughs) Secondary to that, I'm not even a parent, right? I don't even have any kids. So I'm way outside of my demographic. Um, And the first thing I had to do was apply humility to my journey as a business person and a coach. Because when you're operating in a space where you don't have experience, and, and by experience, I mean the experience of being a mother, 
Like, I don't have that experience. I'm never going to have it. When you're operating in a place where you don't have an experience for yourself, you're going to be wrong a lot, right? You're going to assume incorrectly a whole lot of the time, and you have to be willing to take the correction that these women are going to apply to you because they're going to let you know you said the wrong thing when you presented something the wrong way. And, and one of the first things I remember, man, is me saying the word female. Some type of post I wrote, I said, blah, 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 females, blah, blah, blah. And a few women luckily inboxed me and they said, a female what? And I didn't understand the question really. Uh, and what they taught me was that female is a sex assignment right? It doesn't mean a human could be a female cat. It could be, and, and, and it's a slight verbiage and most people didn't bother them at all. Right. So they weren't bothered by that. They knew what I meant, but you learn when you're operating in a space, that's a space that you don't exist in uh-huh. to be willing to be taught better how to operate in that space, man. And if you don't have humility, like it's, it's over Kurt, Clayton's it's Clayton's for you. Like you don't have a shot, man. So really the first thing I did was I started diving into spaces where my clientele exists in an effort to better understand them. So I start following, um, influencers like Brene Brown, who a lot of the dads probably never heard of, um, people like Mel Robbins. Again, a lot of the dads probably never heard of, um, people like, uh, obviously Oprah Winfrey, you've heard of her. Um, you know, but all of these, and then I start reading books, right? I start reading books that are women written books for women and lifestyle and, you know, all the things that women go through. Cause I really wanted to be very informed. I became a college scout or no, probably better. I became a professional scout for my team and learn what to what to look at and judge and understand in order to de- develop a better system of making myself the recruit. Right. Um, and that took a lot of time, man. And it took a lot of lumps and bumps and errors and, you know, correction, sometimes very public correction, but, but I was, I was here for it. Um, mainly I was able to be humble because of what I had been through and that, that, that trauma and that grief, of losing women in my family and my brother as well. I don't want to disregard that, but losing women in my family and, and on the internet, it's easy to see women falling prey to those same types of nonsensical methods, things that aren't going to lead them to better health. Right. But it, but it might make them skinny for a month. Right. So the mission allows me to be humble. The humility allows me to learn. And the information allows me to be empathetic. Uh, and, and that's really what I had to go through, man, for, for years. And, dude, I'm still learning, right? I'm still messing it up. Uh, but I'm willing to mess it up in order to be able to be put in a position where I can help save these women's lives or, or, or even make their lives better. The one shot they got at existence. Um, that was a long answer, but I felt like I said good stuff. Yeah. Maybe I didn't mean yeah. to, but I feel like I did. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, you know, I think, and I think it shows like even, you know, just 
and the time like we we spent working together like i i can see i can see your passion you know like like yeah. i i understand so i know i know i know your clients do too like obviously being able you know just like taking the time to understand right and that i think yeah. that leads in um really well into like why i wanted you on here today um and i've talked a lot about it so i, I won't go too far into it now but um I've always said like when, so I've got three kids, three kids, um, mm-hmm. I've got three, I, I had three kids under four years old. <laughs> my son just turned right. four. Um, and so all, all very quickly. And so when, when my son was first born, you, you don't know, like you have no idea what's, you, you can read all the books in the world, but when, when they arrive, you have no idea what you're doing, <laughs> right? It's just, it's, you, you think, you think you have a game plan to like, who was it? Uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah, uh, my, the, the, you, you have a plan. You get punched in the face, and yeah. everybody's got a plan. So you get punched in the face. That's parenting, right? That's that's every day. You know, you think uh, you, you plan your workout, and all of a sudden, like the past two days, my son's been up at five forty-five. Like, why? What are you right. up at five forty-five for, right? right? And and so, like, I I I've I've been very open about it. Like, I I wasn't good about one taking uh, care of myself. Ever. Like, I, right. I feel like I've talked about like feeling kind of guilty and stuff. Like you feel guilty taking time away. But then yeah. two, when I did start to get back into like a routine, back into a workout routine, I was very bad at allowing my wife get her workouts in. I yes. knew like I was gone at work all day. At the time I wasn't working from home. I was, I was gone at work. I'd come home, spend some time with them. And then I was like, okay, I need to go get my workout in. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I never really took the time to understand that, like, you know, she's up in the middle of the night feeding the baby, right? Yes. You know, because, like, I can't provide those services, you know? Right. And it's like, right. um, so, and then, like, um, and, like, now, now, like, now I have three. I actually work out more than I mm-hmm. did with one kid. Yeah. And so does my wife, you know, because, right. like, I, I, I learned from some of this. But I, I think you, you, you talked a lot about empathy there and just kind of yeah. understanding the situation. Like I, and I, I know for me, and I, I'm, I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak for myself and I'm going to speak for a lot of the dads I work with. Um, mm-hmm. We're not great at being considerate at times. Not, right. not, not saying we're not considerate people, but right. a lot of times we put ourselves for, you know, this mm-hmm. is my workout. This, this is what I'm scheduling my workout. I need to get three workouts in a week instead of maybe two and let my wife get to and so obviously you work with you know you work with moms you know i'm sure at least some of them are married right and so like you have you have experience yeah you have experience working with clients who you know their spouse may or may not support them right so maybe that you know maybe that's part of the reason they came Mm -hmm. to you right and so what what i really want to talk to you today is about like how how can how can myself as a dad and other dads listening kind of do a better job at, you know, making this, you know, making fitness, making nutrition, making a healthy lifestyle, a family thing, and not just kind of an individual journey. Oh man, I got, I got tips for this for sure. And you're (laughs) absolutely right because I exist on the other side of this inconvenience, right? Um, I'm always, cause I I never, I rarely, if ever have conversations with the dads, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm always talking to the moms about, uh, you know, they're just the, I, I think what they call it in, in stress and recovery is the allostatic load, right? Just, and that just means all the things that are on a, a human's shoulders in the course of a day. And for a mom, it's infinite, right? Like it's, it's, uh, 
it's a long train tunnel with no with no opening that can be seen uh, at any point. Like that that's what it's like. And so the first thing, if I was giving actionable tips, the first thing I would say, you know, on the dad side, is be willing to have the conversation and or be inquisitive about the situation, right? Because I'll get moms, one of the things that I do for my clients, again, just to refresh, I'm online only. So one of the things I do for my clients is when I send them a welcome kit, I send them a whiteboard that they can, uh, it's magnetic. It's just like a, looks like a fruit roll up. You take it out of the canister for those who know what a fruit roll up is. I dated myself there. Um, but it's just rolled up and you unroll it and stick it right on your refrigerator, right? And the reason that I give them that is because oftentimes my moms will say, I don't have time to work out. I can't find the time to work out. I don't know when I'm going to work out. Everything's crazy at the house. I got all this stuff to do, plus my job, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll say, hey, have you talked to your spouse partner about your workout and what you'd like to get accomplished or when you'd like to schedule it during the course of the week? Because to give the guys a little bit of slack out there, the dads, oftentimes these moms will suffer without having a conversation, right? They'll say, well, no, I, I never really mentioned it to my husband. You know, have you talked to your kids about it? Whatever the age range is now, Anthony, yours are a little bit too young to have a conversation with, (laughs) but realistically seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 and up, you can say, so mommy's got a schedule just, just the way, the same way you say you're going to be at work or you got a meeting or you're going to be at out of town or you and dad are having a date night. Like oftentimes the moms don't discuss the time they need. In my case, I'm programming like 30 minute workouts or less of the time they need and the days that they need that time. So for the men, just being open and inviting that conversation, you'll, you'll have a breakthrough moment with your, with your wife because she's probably going to try to just figure it out herself. Uh, and if you simply said, hey, I know you want to start working out. I wanted to talk to you about it and figure out what days and times are going to sort of work best for you. So those can be the days and times where maybe I do a project with the kids in the living room or... I take them somewhere, right? We can, we can go to a playground or, or go out and have some ice cream or, or whatever. Just being willing to support the constraints on your wife's time. Oh, man, that, that'll put a big gold star uh, on, on the hubby sheet for you guys uh, because <laughs> the women that I encounter are much more likely to go off into a corner and try to figure it out than they are to come to you immediately and say, hey, Here's what I want to get accomplished with my health. Health. Here's the times and days that I need. Uh, let's have a quick chat about how we might accommodate. That almost never happens in my experience. And, and, and I'd be willing to guess, even in your case, Anthony, that your wife didn't bring that to you, you know, immediately when she was trying to find that time out. Like, I feel like something always breaks first, right? There's, right. there's an outburst that leads to the conversation, but it's rarely intentional. So that's like one of the first tips I would give. Just be willing to have the conversation about time. Yeah, no. And yeah, you're, you're definitely right on that one. Like I, for me, like I, 
I have a little bit more control over my schedule. And so like mm-hmm. my workout usually isn't an issue. Like I, I can get it done early in the day. Don't have to worry about it. Um, for her, like a lot of times um, she was working out in the evenings or still does. And so she kind of feels guilty, like taking time. Like she's with the kids all day long. Right. And then mm-hmm. she feels guilty not <laughs> spending time with them in the evening. I was like, you've been right. with them since six forty-five this morning, you know, and I was <laughs> like, and so I, it's like, but, um, and so like that, that, that's one thing I know, like for me, like, instead of just like, okay, well let's maybe do Tuesday. We got Tuesday night. We got Friday night. Like if I'm just like, all right, go work out. I got the, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like when we first started doing that, the kids were like coming in the back room, checking to see what moms and not really giving her, yeah. but now they're just like, okay, mom's mom's working out, you know, like, uh, last weekend she went for a run and when she got home, my daughter went and put her shoes on and said, I'm going for a run. You know what I mean? So I was like, they, nice. they understand this stuff. They, they understand what's, they get it. what's going on. Like I, I had a client I was working with and he was, he was really struggling, uh, to get his workouts like he was getting one or two in and i kind of you know what's what's going on and stuff and he said well he he, he only had one kid one kid here mm-hmm. and so he said well you know i, I feel i we, my wife and i don't like to uh, leave each other alone with the kid too long mm-hmm. and i was like okay i was like i was like I, it's it's your you know it's your really i'm not going to tell you how to how to do your really and i was like right. but if, if you're gone for an hour you feel kind of guilty take a half hour, use another right. half hour, you take the kit, you know what I mean? And I was like, yep. we, we can problem solve here. And it's like a, a lot of the times, like, like you said, though, like, it's just having a conversation, you know, just yeah. like, wh- when, when is this gonna, when, like, if my, my wife's not going to bring it up, my, my, my wife is right. too, too, too kind of a person, you know, to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to bring it up, you know, it's it, in her mind, it's not worth, you know, she, she wants to work out, but if it doesn't happen, she, she's not going to say anything. So like, that's on me. I know that's on me. Like she needs, she needs me to take control of that. She needs me to, you know, like I, I love the Google calendar. Uh, I I put everything on my Google calendar because it's like, I get notifications on my phone, like everything. I'm going to forget. I'm going to, like, I have, I have a thousand sticky notes sitting here on my desk. And it's (laughs) like, I, I gotta have some sort of organization. I got, I gotta remember, but yeah, I think, you know, having a conversation, um, and like even even if it is your spouse, like they, it can be uncomfortable at first, right? Yeah. But 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 it always gets better. It always gets better. Heck yeah, it can be uncomfortable, man. And, and I think that's why so many people avoid it. And and also, again, for the for the dads out there in your listening audience, and you may already know this sort of instinctively, but um, society puts women in a position to feel guilty about anything other than helping everybody else that they care about. Like, oh my God, you want to see a woman go through a guilt trip, like ask her to go have a spa day by herself. Well, I don't know, you know, the kids need, and Maddie's got their project. Like society raises daughters to feel guilty about not serving the people they care about. And it's so common for them to skip themselves over. Like he's going to leapfrog right over themselves. They don't matter to them. Uh, everyone else matters. So it would be stupid of me to say, give permission, uh, particularly in the modern era. Uh, I could get some more hate mail for that. That would be, that would be another mistake uh, in my career of working with women. Um, But, you know, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, just let them know, Hey, it's okay. If you aren't in lock and step with these kids, 
every single freaking second of the day. Like, take a little time for yourself. I can I can do this for for a while. I'm I'm their father for goodness sakes, right? I I can do this. Like, we can do something else. I can keep them occupied. I don't mind that. It's not babysitting because they're my kids, exactly. right? And and some women just they really need to hear that, man, because yeah. that guilt trip thing is so strong in them. I don't I don't get it. To be perfectly honest with you, it's not something that I understand implicitly. But again, I don't have children, and again, I'm not I'm not a woman. Um, but they really sometimes need to have just a, a a cool, easy understanding discussion about the fact that hey, I don't want your health declining. I don't want you in a constant state of stress. Um, so what can I do as your spouse, your partner, to help alleviate some of that? How can I put you in a position where you, f- you feel satisfied that the kids are taken care of, but you also know that you're, you're going to be around for them and be around to meet your grandkids one day? Uh, yeah. Because I don't want your health to decline because you're sending all your energy to everyone else. You need some of your own energy. Just saying that to your to your wife, fellas, to your partner, however your relationship works, um, girlfriend, if you call it that, um, that can be super, super helpful, man. Yeah, yeah. My my, uh, you know, you said, uh, you know, just taking time, you're feeling guilty, taking time for yourself. You know, um, I, I might get in trouble for saying this, but um, that's right. My, uh, <laughs> this is my, safe uh, space. Uh, my wife has never once, and I'm not joking when I say this, she has never once gone through a drive-thru but just to get something. And yeah. so she's gone through a drive-thru because I've asked her, you know, pick <laughs> pick right. something up on the way home or, you know, right. she's, at, you know, and it's like, but she has never just gone to get something herself. She feels guilty for going, to, and I'm like, yes, I, I go to the gas station every day, you know, right. <laughs> it's like, it's right. like, I like it. And it's like, yeah, I think, um, I, I think, you know, it, it's just completely different. Like, I, I don't understand it. I don't know. I, I'm not sure I'll right. ever understand. You know what I mean? And it's right. like, but I, 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 I don't, I don't know if I have to, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know if I have to in order, in order Facts. to be supportive, you know, to be, yeah. to have, um, you know, to be somebody that, they can rely on too. And so right. you're, you're, uh, uh, obviously, you know, your, your clients are paying, paying to work with you. Um, yeah. and, and some of those times, so a lot of times, you know, like the number one objection I get when I'm talking to people, you know, I, I got, you know, I don't know how my spouse, like spousal objections, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're already, you know, to me, like for anybody hiring a coach, that's a huge step. You know, I, yes. I think that's, you know, it, stepping out of your comfort zone, you know, yes. I, I, I think like that's, you're on the right path. You may not get the world's greatest transformation right away, but the fact that you're putting yourself out there asking for help, I think that's huge. Now, 100%. when, when, uh, like you just talked about how, you know, like women in particular have, have more trouble asking for help, right? Mm-hmm. So they have, they have trouble asking, they need help. So how do they, how do, how do they get to the point of coming to you and then how, like, because I guarantee you not, not every, you know, not every client you've worked with, their, their husband has been on board. And 100%. so how, how, how does, how, how do you, I, I, I guess, I, I don't know what I'm asking. I don't know what I, so I'm, I'm going to let you just take that one. No, I, I get what you're asking, man. You're saying like, there are so many more barriers typically in, 
westernized households mm. where the brunt of the decision making is probably going to go through the mind of the male in the house. Like, mm. I mean, I could want it to be different, but the reality is that's a true thing. The yeah. second problem that you have is, you know, a, a wife, spouse, partner wanting to work with a man that right. her husband doesn't know. These husbands, they don't know me from Adam, man. You know, yeah. so what, honey, you're saying you want to pay money to some guy that I don't know who only works with women? Oh, I get that, honey. Let me tell you about this guy, right? Like, right. these are real barriers for me as a professional. Um, so, what what you're saying is, man, how how does a how does how do your clients sort of overcome all these? real obstacles and perceived obstacles mm -hmm. to even get to the point where you work together. And, yeah. and for me as a coach on this side of it, the, the number one thing for me has always been my reputation and my, my state of being right. Just being a stand up human, man, you know, like people will feel like it's fake at first, but you can't fake that kind of thing for too long, right? So I, I have to be patient as a business person and and let all of the people who interact with me come to their own understanding that this is a reasonable dude, right? Like he's, he's okay, like he's on the level. Um, the other thing is telling that story that I always tell about how and why I got into this business in the first place is really important because it almost instantaneously allows another person, whether that person's a man or a woman, it almost instantaneously, allow, uh, instantaneously allows them to understand the depth of my why, right? Like, you, it sort of immediately takes you out of the space of uh, deuce bigelow male gigolo and puts <laughs> you in the space of, you know, this is, a, this is a, a, a compassionate coach trying to make sure that one half of our population, women, live longer, healthier, more vibrant lives, mm -hmm. which also translates to probably you having a more lively, vibrant, health-filled relationship as a male with this woman that you've committed your life to. And the other thing for me has always been my content, right? Being very diligent about my content and trying to be as helpful as possible because if a woman mentions me to her spouse uh, and she says I'm online, I would expect that spouse to say, where, well, what's his, what, where is he online, right? Or, or who is this guy? How did you find him? If they say Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter, I would expect the male partner to go do some investigative digging. You should do that. I expect you to do that. And, and what you're going to fall... You're going to exhaust yourself trying to find the flaws um, in my personality, in my personhood, in my professionalism. Like, they're just not going to be there, right? So it's important for coaches working in this space to have a background, demeanor, and understanding that brings comfort to male spouses to know this guy is obviously an expert. Second, he's obviously not a, not a creep. Third, he's obviously a professional in the way that he conducts himself and how he interacts with women. 
Um, and even still, you and I both know, Anthony, that some people are just not going to be able to hire us because there's an unsupportive spouse in the home yeah. or, or there are some very real financial limitations. And, you know, that that's mostly it's not a very real financial limitation, um, but, but it, it definitely could happen. So having that good track record over time, man, you know, putting 10 years in of being a decent human, it really does help sort of overcome that problem. But I've always imagined that it's more problematic for me working with wives and moms than it probably is you working with, with dads and, 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 and husbands is, is, is that pretty, is that a solid, I don't know that, is that a solid assumption? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, for, for the most, for the most part, and, and I think, um, um, kind of, kind of what you said there, like I, I knew, so I, I've never told you this. Um, the reason I wanted to work with you is because I felt like I knew you. I felt like mm-hmm. I knew you before I knew, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I had, now, obviously, seeing you online and stuff. I think you were you were hosting at the time. This would have been like twenty, and the podcast came out before that, I think, but probably twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. One of the mm-hmm. original online trainer academy pod. You were interviewing like former client and stuff like this. Yeah, that's so I started. Thing. Yeah, yeah, and so I started listening to that, and I felt like I knew. So I, I found your stuff online and start just following yeah. him. And then when I started actually working with you you were the same person, you know what I mean? Same like you were, you were the exact same person. And yeah, like for me, like a lot, a lot of, yeah, like you said, like, um, mo- most, I I've talked to in, in my time doing this, I've talked to one wife or one spouse right. on the phone. Right. Um, <laughs> a, a, a client of mine said his wife, you know, like most people say, I got to talk to my spouse may or may not be true, you know, but he said, my, my wife has some questions. Cause I yeah. say, I, I always tell him, you know, you know, if you want to bring him on the call, he brought her on the call. You know, I, yeah. I signed, yeah. uh, I ended up talking to her on the phone. He signed up that day. He's, he was a great client. You know what I mean? And so it's yeah. like, it, it worked out. It worked out. But like most of the time, like my clients, my dads don't typically, you know, right. need that permit. They may handle the finances. And stuff. For you though, like you have three, four wow. five hoops to jump through. And, yeah. but you know, you said there, like, like I, I, I've always felt like you're, you're very genuine. And so if somebody found you online, mm-hmm. I've, you know, like if, if my wife came, like you said, if my wife came to me and said, I want work with this trainer, I'd be like, okay, awesome. Like, who are they? And then she told me it was a guy, you know, I'd be like, okay, well, let's, let's, you know, put, put on the brakes for a second. You know, I, like, I'd look like this up cats. and stuff. But, but it may, maybe it, right, it, it shouldn't, it, like, if she told me she wanted to work, you know, with a woman, it was a, I would still look them up. Yeah. But I, my, my research wouldn't be as, you know, as yeah. deep as, a, but I, I think, you know, I think like, you know, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think that makes you a better coach. You know, oh, I think yeah. that make I think that makes you have to be, you know what I mean? And yes. so I think like those that work with you, like they know, like they, they already yes. know, like when they're hiring you, they know what you're about. There's no, like, there's no surprises. Right. Yes. Yes. You know, um, scrutiny is not a problem for professionals, right? As a matter of fact, the more, the more, you know, your business, the more you invite scrutiny, right? I want people to ask me all the questions. I want people to ask me all the whys because I'm not trying to pull a fast one on anybody. The the same with the science, man. You know, 
you've got clients that want to ask you questions. Hey, Anthony, you know, I, I want to apologize, man. It's not that I don't believe you, but you know, why are we doing this again? And you're like, yes, yeah. I get to use some of these thousands of yeah. dollars worth of education I've got, you know, and for once I get to spew it all out to a client. Cause I've been dying for somebody to ask me this question. Cause yeah. I just studied this six months ago. So, you know, excellent people in their field invite and expect a level of scrutiny. And like you said, it just makes you a better coach, man. Right. Like I want people asking me all the questions and, and, and it's funny what you said, you maybe once ever somebody's had to get their wife on the phone and that's like five times every week for me that a husband has to get yeah. on the phone, man. Like yeah. that's, that's my life, bro. And, and I get it, you know, but like you said, if, 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 if your wife says she's going to work with a trainer, it's a lady, the investigation is more inquisitive, right? Mm. You're seeing, you know, make sure this person isn't, you know, that crazy, right? But if they want to work with a man, the investigation is more protective, right? right. Let me make sure this person doesn't have some insidious, uh, you know, plot uh, and make sure that they're not going to do harm to my spouse in any way. So um, that's actually been one of the advantages for me in this space because I know my stuff, number one, and number two, I got nothing to hide. So I feel comfortable in the space knowing that I'm going to be under the microscope uh, to a certain extent. And, and man, when you know what you're doing and it's genuine, man, you welcome that um, yeah. for sure. That's a great point, man. Good question, too. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, think, I think it all comes back to, you know, communication, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think, like, if, you know, like, for me, you know, I... I have a great relationship with my wife. So she told me she wanted to work with this coach and it was a male. I'd be like, okay, well let's, let's what, you know, like, but if you didn't have, if you weren't already having those tough conversations, if you weren't already, you know, having the, and all of a sudden your wife, your spouse came to you and said, I want to work oh, yeah. with this coach. It's a guy like that's, I mean, it's a flag, I, sure. I can't imagine how that's going to, you know what I mean? And yeah. so it's like, I think, I think it all kind of comes to that. It's just like, and like, obviously like, I'm not a, I'm not a therapist, right? I'm not, I'm not going right. to tell somebody how to run, like how you run your marriage is like that. That's, that's your none business. of my business. Right. And, yeah. but, but I feel like there, there's common, you know, there's common, like just dealing with people in general, you know, yeah. just like com- communication and just like, you know, ask it a lot of times, you know, like, um, like I, I have, I have some clients who, you know, who will tell me like, uh, dads in general, not great at opening up at times, you know what right. I mean? So it's right. like that, you know, for you, you know, just being, ha- having to be kind of a stand-up guy helps you a lot being a great coach. For me, I have to get really great at digging deep, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, or nobody ever talks to me, right? And so it's yeah. like, I, I yes. think, you know, just like, that. that's one thing I really love, like, um, I, uh, do doing, you know, call calls like, you know, zoom, I do zoom calls with my clients and just getting, uh-huh. getting to know them. You know, I, I've had, cl- I had a client tell me once he said, you know, every time, every time, because, you know, I, I, we talk about like spousal support, you know, your wife supporting you. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, he said, I said, you know, like, well, just like, do, do you feel like she does support you? And he, he kind of hesitated and he said, not really. He said, he said, every time every time I like start to get in great shape, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's when she wants to order pizza. And yeah. it's just like, 
And so he, he starts telling me all that, you know, we kind of going and he was almost like, you, know, you could tell I was kind of choking him up a little bit. Like, yeah, and I, I asked him, I like, he, and I asked, I said, like, have you like shared some of the things like with me, you know, or with yeah. your wife as you have me? And he was like, no, yeah. you know, and it's just like, like I, and usually when I do enrollment calls with clients, you know, that's one of the things you're like, how much support do you have? You know, cause yes. I'm not going to be there forever. Right. And I, I like a, most of the times they're always like, no, I, I've never told my wife any of this before. And I was like, yeah. I think that's where we start. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that's, that, you know, just, that's where like, you can, I can work with you for 12 weeks. I can work with you for 12 years, but if you're yeah. not willing to have the, you know, that support in your household, you're always gonna, you know, kind of revert back to where you were. Man, as, as professional coaches, and, and this is important, it, especially in the context of this conversation we're having, like, how can you be supportive as a male for your female partner, spouse? Mm-hmm. You know, we know as professional coaches and any professional coach out there worth their salt will tell you how big a role environment plays in your ability to change behavior. Yeah. Like, it's huge, man. Uh, it's probably bigger than the actual science of exercise and the science of nutrition, man, if the environment's jacked up, your chances are jacked up. Like it's just the way it is, man. Um, So gentlemen out there listening, like just don't be that guy, right? Don't, don't, don't be the chances are more than likely a key reason why your wife wants to improve her health whether it's her deep health, you know, the, the internal stuff, blood pressure, diabetes, sugar, blah, 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 lipids, triglycerides, um, or whether it's just her aesthetic health, chances are one of the deepest reasons why is to connect better with you, gentlemen. Uh, take that from a man who hears all types of stories. I have the opposite problem of Anthony with clients. I can't get them to not share. Uh, so <laughs> I feel like I'm in a therapist chair most of the days that I'm working with clients, but I can tell you from those conversations, so much of their desire to improve their health tracks back to having a better relationship with you. It's being done. So you have a happier wife, happier life, a more adventurous life. I won't talk too much about that, about you go, wow, wow. Uh, and, and, and that, that you have just a better existence. Like all these women are out here uh, trying to get coached, trying to get healthier so they can just be the most awesome partner you've ever had, gentlemen. That's probably 75 or 80% of the why right there. And probably actually the other 20 is probably, it might be flip-flop. It might be 80% children and then 20% you guys. But in any case, between you and the kids, that's the deep why that most of these women are working. It's, it's not so they can get separated from you. It's not because, you know, they, they met uh, Paulo uh, Villanueva on the beach in Cancun. Like, it's because they're trying to be the best version of them to make the best version of life with you possible. So just don't be the guy that interrupts that, man. You're shooting yourself in the foot acting like a, uh, a jackass. Don't do that. Um, yeah. that's, that's my TED talk for the day. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, I think those are, you know, I, I think, you know, it, it's not, not something you think about a lot. Like, why do they want to, why do they want to work out? You know, why are they, you know, why, why do people 
go shopping when they're stressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's not because they want to buy a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. there, there's always typically a reason behind the reason. And all, like I said, I'll, I'll speak for dads. I'll speak for guys here. Um, we're not great at always finding that, that yeah. reason. And so I think, you know, like we, like for me, like I, I want support from my wife. I, I, I need support from my wife, but she needs it just as much, if not more from me. And that like that, that's Absolutely. an area like, and like I said, I, I still am not always, still am not always great at like when I wake up in the morning, like my first thought is like what I need to get done. Right. And so like, I, I need yeah. to have like uh, this hour to myself, you know what I mean? And it's like, I, I think just, you know, even like taking, taking a couple minutes out of your day, out of your morning and figuring out like, how, how can I, be a little bit more supportive to how can I be a little bit more helpful? It's going to like, yes. not only, not only improve your marriage, you know, but it's, it, it'll like when, when you're, you know, I, I think you said it earlier, you know, ha, so people, I, I don't like that. I don't, I, not my favorite saying in the world, the happy wife, happy life thing, but right. you can't, you can't beat around it. It's, it's, there's a I lot mean, of, there's a lot of truth to it because typically truth. if she's happy, things are going right. You're, you're probably, being a good husband, right? Yeah, you're probably doing pretty well with life and relationships. <laughs> and she may, you know, you don't, you don't want to, you know, be be an idiot about her being happy. And, you know, don't take it too too far. I mean, it's not like you can make her too happy, but you know, we're we're saying within reason. You know, right. you're not gonna, you know, like hit, let her hit you in the head because it makes you happy or anything <laughs> like that. However, you know, people people need to feel seen, um, and one of the things that I know from working with women is that there are two incidences that often lead women to feel less seen. One is motherhood, right? You go from a woman to being a mom, right? Uh, And the other is, you know, the aging process, particularly 40 ish plus perimenopause women have expressed to me often how those are the ages of invisibility for them yeah. or their perception of it. So, man, you can you can get a lot of kudos, get a lot of cool points uh, by just reaching out through awareness of your female partner, your woman partner, um, and having an understanding or at least an interest in what her day is like or has been like or is going to be like. And just the normal things that she's going through, um, and that, that it goes a long way. Yeah, yeah, and I just just having a genuine interest in people, you know, in general, you know, yeah. I, I think ser- serves you well. You know, as you like, you can allude a lot of your success to. You know what I mean? You you've taken the time out to you know learn about learn about them, and you know, to be honest, like probably probably know a lot more about them than a lot of husbands do, right? And yeah. it's like, yeah, um, but. Yeah, Ren, I appreciate you you coming on. I know, I know we we could probably continue to uh, um, go for a long time here. It's uh, um, it, it's great to, to have you here. Somebody, somebody like I said at the beginning, um, uh, somebody I, I've looked up to a lot, uh, somebody who I've learned a lot from. And so, um, I appreciate you coming on. We're definitely gonna have to have uh, you on again sometime. But uh, where where can where can people find you at online? Oh man, I made it. I made it so easy that even a dad could do it. Uh, on the, on Instagram, I'm going to get crap for that one. Uh, on Instagram, it's at fitness Jones training, fitness Jones training with the little at sign before it on Facebook. It's fitness Jones training. 
Uh, and my website is www.fitnessjonestraining.com. See, you think I thought I was lying, but I did make it so easy. Uh, even a man can do it. Yeah. yeah. I'm easy to find. Man. I'm, a, I'm, every, I'm everywhere. I'm, a, I'm all over the place. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I, I will get all those links and everything, and I'll put them in uh, the show notes. Um, but before I let you go, though, um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Ren, uh, you live in Charlotte still, right? Yeah, I, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. So um, the NFL draft is tonight. Yes. Uh, I, I'm from. Pick. I'm wearing my Chiefs sweat. The, the The draft is in Kansas City. The it is. Panthers. The Panthers have the number one, uh, pick. Number one pick. So uh, who are they taking? I, I think they take Bryce, man. Um, okay. I, I think, and I may actually prefer Stroud just because of physicality. Um, but compared to, if I'm comparing <laughs> to PJ Walker, if I'm comparing to Andy Dalton, uh, if I'm comparing to uh, who else did we have in there? Uh, Matt Corral, who never saw the field. Like either one of those top two quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> Is a it's a new era in Charlotte, uh, so I'm a, I'm okay with either one. I, I'm not I'm not invested in either one particularly, but I will definitely be watching the draft. Uh, and though I do not hate the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they are a uh, they're a source of angst for me because your quarterback's just literally too good. Like it's it's unnatural, and I don't like it. Uh, just, I just want to put that out there. It's, it's unnatural, and I don't like how good he is. And I want some of whatever they gave him when that knee went south because yeah. that, that juice has got to be delicious. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that was like Welch's or it was like a, like a, like a, a cran grape or something that they gave him. Uh, but what, what, A juicy juice because I know that's 100% juice. I don't know what it was, man, but whatever they gave him at halftime, I want some of that in my bowl every single, every single morning of the year. I'll put my cereal in that juice, the Pima Holmes juice, uh, and uh, and I like he's phenomenal in the Super Bowl, man. It, that I don't want to expand on it too much because I can talk about it forever. But that but that kid, <laughs> that kid's amazing, man. He's excellent. He is top notch, cream of the crop. He's Montana esque. I mean that that kid's going to go down as a legend, man. It, if he didn't, if he only played two more years in the league, legend. Legend. Yeah. Uh, not you know, I could talk more about Kelsey too and other but but I digress. I'm I'm not going to speak kindly of your team for too long a period of time because it goes against everything I believe. So I'm gonna say, go Panthers, keep pounding. That's what I'm gonna yeah. say. I, I I'm not gonna apologize too much because I spent no. the majority of my life with some bad. T- I, I'm in, like I feel like we seems like a great guy, great person to lead a franchise and. My, 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 yeah, I went my whole life without a Super Bowl. Um, my son has watched, my son is four. He's watched the Chiefs in three Super Bowls. Right. All of my, my daughter is two. She's team right. two. And my, my other daughter is four months and she's seen a Super Bowl. And so, like, this is, they, they, they can never, they can never lose, right? Oh, man. It's, it's biblical, man. Like, you suffered all your life so your so children could have blessings overflowing. That's right. That's uh, there's, right. There's, it sounds like a Job verse to me. I'm not sure, but oh, man, uh, good, good on, good for them, man. They deserve it. Yeah. Blessed are the children. Yeah. But, 
But th- thanks again, thanks again, Ren, for coming on. I, I know, I know you got to run. Uh, like I said, um, uh, I-, I appreciate you being here, and we'll definitely have to have uh, you on for another episode. Thanks for having me, man. It's good talk. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Awesome, man. That concludes this episode of the Fatherhood Fitness Podcast. Thank you for those of you who took time out of your busy schedules to listen. If you have any questions or comments or an idea for a topic for a future episode, please feel free to reach out, and I'd love to hear from you.